recording. I'm not quite sure if you can hear me or not. Yes, I can hear you quite well. My name is Brooke. Brooke? Oh, yes. Lucas Brooke. Oh, my lovely. Yes. Yes. This is rather a new experience for me, but as far as I can. Interesting. Come on. Can you tell us how you talk, David? 
don't understand what we mean by claiming the station. It's the most odd term. It seems far from anything that one can imagine. A cleansing station, if one can imagine what a cleansing station should be like, it seems to me like some vast auditorium. Like an Albert Hall, for instance, only much vaster, much more beautiful, of course, where there was glorious sound, music going on, and illumination, and people. Then I suddenly realized that there was a change coming over me. I'd been almost conscious of this from the beginning, and the people around and about me, I could feel that they too were changing in some subtle way, and yet I couldn't explain it. Even now, I don't really know how to explain it. But it suddenly seemed as if my whole body was becoming suffused with some charged power, some vitality. And everything seemed to become very much more solidified. I think if I can put it, it rather sounds silly, but it did seem so to me that everything around the back of me, which of course had been to all outward appearances very real, that is, I could see people, I could see things, I could see the vastness of the building and the beauty of it and the colour and everything. But somehow, previously, it had all seemed so unreal, too wonderful to be true. I didn't understand it, and yet I appreciated it, and had a wonderful piece of effect upon me. But gradually, it seemed to become much more real, much more intense. People seemed to, where they had been sitting very calm and very still, they seemed now to be become a little animated. In other words, it began to move a little, and one became conscious of something happening within oneself and within the people around the about one. And after a very short time, so it seemed to me, one or two people began to move, get up, and to walk about, and to begin to what appeared to be speak, at least their mouths opened and closed, without giving him opposition from them. And then I was conscious of the fact that they were trying to convey their thoughts in an audible manner. And it seemed to me that these various people were beginning to become alive. I, know I don't want to suggest that in the beginning they looked as though dead people. They weren't exactly that at all. But I realized now that we were all completely unused to these bodies. Obviously, we had recently passed. And we've been brought to this place. And we were beginning, as it were, to be shown how to experience the new life. We were being prepared, we were being, as it were, initiated, if you like. And then there were, after this, uh, when the place seemed to become more vital, more alive, that is, from the point of view of people moving and walking by and so on, I saw, and I suppose others must have seen too, what appeared to be, you know, people who had not previously been there, by the way, and at least had not been apparent. They seemed to become visible from all different places. Some were men, some were females, and some of the women went over to other women sitting in the auditorium, and some of the men went to some of the men. Most of these beings seemed to be very beautiful. I don't remember seeing one that hadn't got a very beautiful expression on his face. They were not necessarily always strictly handsome, that is, from the point of view of features and so on, but their faces seemed to be illuminated and had great animation, great charm, great dignity, too. And I realized, of course, much later afterwards, that these were the people whose job it was to conduct these sort of initiations, certainly, if you like to put it like that, and to help people who 
we know each other by, by the illumination the light around and about us. So for instance, if certain colours were in your aura, there may be other colours that you couldn't wear in, in, in your dress or in your appearance, in your wearing apparel. You see, the whole point is that certain things just couldn't be. I mean, if, for instance, you hadn't progressed very far, you wouldn't be able to wear a very soft, clear blue, for instance, because it wouldn't be in your makeup and nature. You wouldn't have made it possible for yourself to have that color in your auric emanation. And in consequence, you wouldn't wear it in your wearing apparel. For one thing, you wouldn't be attracted to it because you weren't ready for it, shall we say. And secondly, it just wouldn't be possible. I didn't know how to explain why it wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't. The whole thing is that somehow, automatically almost, you are what you are. Yes. And you cannot be beyond that, or less than that, in a sense. I mean, you see, we all get forward. We all strive in some shape or form and develop accordingly. And in consequence, we are automatically as we are, by a very endeavor. And it would be most unnatural for one to assume over here a facade which you yourself would know within yourself, would deceive no one. In other words, whereas on earth a man may build up a facade, may build up something about himself which gives the wrong impression to others, people may say, oh, Sam says an awfully nice person, but actually the person underneath may be the glass of the person. That sort of thing you can do on your side, you can't do here. It's one of the first things you realize, as a matter of fact, it's quite a shock, I can assure you. Here there's no deceit of any description. Here you are known for what you are. And <coughs> I'm sorry. You were just saying, very wonderful to be able to talk to us like this. Well, perhaps it would make you very happy to know that tonight your voice and what you've been telling us will be heard by quite a number of earth people. I say kindly, I am very happy to know that. I only wish to goodness now that you've told me that, that I can say something much more valuable, because I do realize that there's so much that one can say or should say. And of course, this is my first sort of attempt at making direct contact in this fashion, but in consequence, I do find it extremely difficult weather. Uh, but no doubt, if I can, and may come back later, I'd do much better. I would like to ask you one thing. When you um, were writing your verse on, when you were on the earth plane, did you think you were impressed? And have you since met anybody who did impress you with your verse? Oh, yes, my goodness. You have. Who did you met? I realize now that when I was on earth, I was really, in a sense, an instrument or a medium. Uh, that doesn't mean to say that I had not my own ability, of course. Mm -hmm. I hate to, I think anyone would hate to feel that they're just an automatic machine churning out stuff for other people. Well, uh, I think I didn't have my own ability, naturally. Mm -hmm. But um, I realized that I did draw a text myself, and that some of them were my actual helpers and guides from, uh, from the side of life. Byron and Shelley and Keats, oh, uh, my greatest friends. But I must come again sometime and talk to you. I must go and tell you about wings. But it's been wonderful, and I do hope I haven't been. Mm -hmm. Well, well thank you. Very lovely. Anyway, God bless you, and goodbye. Thank you.